guys. Welcome back to the Allergic to Grace podcast. Whitney was not ready. I I'm, am now. I'm Whitney. I'm Victoria. <laughs> and we're so glad you joined in to listen today. This feels weird. Be sure to give us a follow wherever you get your podcasts. We release new episodes every Monday and we would love to have you listen in to future episodes. But today's episode, we're going to be talking about Leviticus chapter 6 and 7. But to pick up where we left off last week, let's quickly recap what we saw in chapters 3 through 5. And part of six. Yes. In the last episode, we covered three more offerings slash rituals. We looked at the details of a peace offering, which generally came after a burnt offering and were used as fellowship with God. We learned about sin offerings, which were offered to God in order to seek forgiveness and show repentance. We learned about certain circumstances. Certain circumstances. We learned about certain circumstances that you would need a sin offering for, and we discussed intentional and unintentional sin. And the third offering we covered was the guilt offering. This offering was made as an admission of sin and also paid restitution. Restitution. Restitution, that 20%. 20%. The last, the, the mm, words. Yes, they're difficult. <laughs> The thing I liked most about the last episode was talking about the sin offerings. Yeah, I thought that was it was good. Oh, this Bible has maps in it. Interesting. Mm. Oh, the route of Exodus. I was just going to say, I bet you the route of Exodus is in there. Okay, sorry, that was completely random. Uh, let me get to my notes. Okay, so chapters, the, the latter half of chapter six and chapter seven are really talking about the priest's involvement in the offerings that we talked about in the last two episodes. Hold on one second. I think my cat might have just killed himself. Anyway, so... The priests and the offerings. Yes, the priests and the offerings. And it's really honing in on what the priests are supposed to do and kind of giving us more detail about the priests' enrollment. Wow. Involvement. Yes. In the offerings itself, because they are heavily involved. Like, the only thing that the offerer really does is kill the animal, put its hands on the head of the animal, kill the animal, and that was it. Yeah, pretty much. And bring it. And like, bring that it. was it. Yeah. The priests, I would say, the priests did a lot else. of the physical work. Yeah. They drained the blood. They threw the blood against the altar. They put it on the other um, things within the tabernacle. They sprinkled it before the veil. Like, they were the everything. ones that cut everything Butchered, up. Yeah. Kept washed. it on the fire. All of that. Yeah. And then took it outside the city or took it outside the tent to a clean plate. Like, they did everything else. Yes. So... It's only, you know, natural and necessary that we have extra instructions for the priests for these offerings. So they know what a liver is. I guess. (laughs) So. (laughs) Listen to the last episode if you don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we're going to go through all the offerings we've already talked about. So burnt offering, grain offering, sin offering, guilt offering, and peace offering. We're also going to have another one that we haven't really talked about yet that is included in this another chapter. one another one so first we have the burnt offering so it says in chapter 6 verse 8 the lord spoke to moses saying command aaron and his sons saying that this is a law of the burnt offering the burnt offering shall be on the hearth of the altar all night until morning and the fire of the altar shall be kept burning on it and the priest shall put on his linen garments and put his linen undergarments on his body and he shall take up the ashes to which the fire has reduced the burnt offering on the altar and put them inside the altar beside the altar not inside and put them beside the altar (laughs) 
Then he shall take his garments, take off his garments, and put on other garments, and carry the ashes outside the camp to a clean place. The fire on the altar shall be kept burning on it, it shall not go out. The priest shall burn wood on it every morning, and he shall arrange the burnt offering on it, and it shall burn on it. The fat of the peace offerings, fire shall be kept burning on the altar continually, it shall not go out. That was a lot. So was a, that was a lot. That was a lot. That was a lot. Okay. A lot. A lot. Where are we starting? With the fire? No, no. We're not starting with the fire. We're starting with the garments. <laughs> the, the garments. I okay. I understand why they have to change clothes. Like I get yes. it. But why? <laughs> well, because the garments are holy. Because remember they were anointed. Yes. The priests are holy. Every part of the sacrifice of the burnt offering yeah. is holy. Even the ashes. Even the ashes. Yeah. So something that is holy cannot be a part of something that is not holy. I guess. But see, they take so, the ashes. I'll be honest with you. Do you want to know what I'm picturing? Hmm. I'm picturing him scooping it into a wheelbarrow, changing out of his priestly garments into his casual civ- civvy clothes, civilian clothes, pushing the wheelbarrow out to the clean place. I'm sure that's not accurate, but I'm just telling you that's the visual I'm seeing. See, I was thinking he was just walking around in his underwear. So he was told to put on his undergarments, mm-hmm. but says he had to put on other clothes. So mm-hmm. he probably had like jeans. You know how jeans. it's like you, you normally you're so, used to had seeing, jeans? you're so used to seeing your pastor in like a, a suit jacket and a button up shirt. And then it's like you see him on a random Sunday afternoon or like a Saturday at a youth group thing. And he's wearing. Jeans I ran with into his my pastor at the in. Piggly Wiggly in sweats once, and I was like, "Oh, oh just you have other ashes. clothes? He's yeah. just he's just taking out the ashes. That's all. I guess. I guess he's out of his Sunday best <laughs> to take away the ashes of out the of his work offering. clothes. His work clothes. At least he wasn't wearing yoga pants. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So. Basically, because that anything that is not anything that's holy can't touch anything that is unholy. Yeah. So they made a point of saying that the fire shall be kept burning on it. It shall not go out. The fire shall be kept burning on the altar continually. It shall not go out. They said that twice. And they're talking about the fire that keeps the burnt offering burning. Yeah. Like the altar burnt offering has a fire in it and it shall not go out. Kind of like the the candles that are in the. Yes. In the tabernacle. Mm-hmm. And I did some research and we're going to get to it later in Leviticus. But the reason why the fire shall not go out is because at the first burnt offering at the anointing of the priests, God himself ignites the fire of the burnt offering. Oh, okay. So in his ignition, if the fire goes out, it's like God has removed himself. Yeah. So God struck the match and it's the priest's job is to keep the fire burning. It's not like one of those, it's not like the burning bush. It's not like his continual presence is the fire. It is God ignited it and it is their job to keep feeding it and to keep it burning because it's the holy fire. It's the holy fire. Because if you think about it, if we had a burnt offering where God did not ignite the fire that burns the offering, how is it a burnt offering? How is that? Yeah, exactly. How is it him consuming it? It's glib. It's null. It's void. (laughs) The limit does not exist. Right. Like, doesn't make sense. That would be like me. Like in I've what book is it? anyways like elijah and the people worshiping Baal when they're mm-hmm. dancing around trying to get their god quote-unquote Baal to light the fire mm-hmm. and he 
obviously doesn't happen because Bale doesn't you know exist. What I'm wondering, they moved around a lot. Who? The Israelite people. Yes, they did. So they had poles. This fire had to be going inside of the t- the altar burnt offering as they traveled. I wonder Can if they could switch that? it. To, does it say it has to be on fire in the altar or could they switch it to like some type of traveling I don't know. thing? I don't know. I would not. I don't know that I would want to be in charge of carrying the fire. It's a law of a law of responsibility. I would trust that God would protect me. Yeah, this is true. But also, too, I again, it was another sermon um, by the same pastor from last time. I don't remember his name. He does a really good job from the Calvary Church in Ontario, Oregon. Did you say it was like John something. No, that was Jeremy Pierre from Ligonier Ministries. <laughs> oh, never mind. Then. <laughs> um but he talks about like how the f- how the the sacrificial fire in the burnt offering fire yeah yeah the offering fire um i can't go out and it's kind of similar for the fire quote-unquote fire w- within us because if we let that go out you know well, we are the you light. feel exactly when you feel further away mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. And so you just have to continually, like the priest had to continually work to keep it going. You also have to continually work yes. to keep the fire going, whether that be, you know, scheduled prayer times, you have someone to hold you accountable, you know, Listening Bible intently. studies. What? Listening intently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To this podcast. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but I just thought that was, you know, really cool. And another example of like how everything is not everything, but. Even in the Old Testament, there are still a lot of things we can apply to oh, yeah. today. Definitely. So moving on, we're going to go into the grain offerings and how the priests are involved in the grain offerings. In verse 14, it says, and this is the law of the grain offering. The sons of Aaron shall offer it before the Lord in front of the altar. And one shall take from it a handful of the fine flour of grain offering as and its oil and all of the frankincense that is on the grain offering and burn it as it is a memorial portion on the altar, a pleasing aroma to the Lord. And the rest of it, Aaron's sons, Aaron and his son shall eat. It shall be eaten unleavened in a holy place. In the court of the tent of meeting, they shall eat it. It shall not be baked with leaven. I have given it as their portion of my food offerings. It is a thing most holy, like the sin offering and the guilt offering. Every male among the children of Aaron may eat of it, as decreed forever throughout your generations from the Lord's food offerings. Whatever touches them shall become holy. I mean, I really don't have a whole lot on. Yeah. I mean, it, I just reiterating the fact that those who are going to be consuming the offerings, the food offerings, that especially the grain offerings that were offered to the Lord first and the Lord is giving to the priests as his food offerings to them, they had to be ceremonially clean. Yes. And or holy and in order to people, eat it. Yeah. And the only people who were the sons of Aaron. Yes. The priests were mm-hmm. the only ones that were able to do it. Um, and I, I know we'll get into it in a couple chapters, but the fact that you would dare approach God in an unclean state as a priest or more, you know, detrimental to your well-being, you would consume holy things that were given by God in an unclean state is detrimental. And we'll see that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. In, in the next chapter, <laughs> chapter mm-hmm. eight, next episode. <laughs> So stay tuned for that. Yes. There's next Monday. Shameless it's plug. Murder. It's not murder. No. It's God's justice. Yeah. Anyway, I don't have anything about that. Um, grain offering. It's pretty straightforward. And I feel like these 
These chapters are kind of redundant in the fact that we already know what the offerings are. We know what they mean. We know how to yeah. do them and things like and that. And we've talked about them in length, we in have. detail, yeah. literally hours long. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like these sections, A, they're kind of like Exodus in that they're repeated, um, but we are getting kind of an, a glimpse into the priest's aspect of these offerings. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it has to be clear and concise and just like the instructions for the building of the tabernacle if it wasn't here there would be room for interpretation exactly there can't be room for interpretation in terms of sacrifice and holy and holy things especially with how the priests are supposed to carry out their day yeah and i think too it just goes to show that god's just not hiding anything from us he's just not keeping anything like it may be repeated it may be we know heard this before but it was included. Like, it's here. this is what he said. So, we're talking about it. Here it is. <laughs> Did I spend hours trying to find extra stuff? Yeah. Maybe. Absolutely. Was there anything extra? Not the entire latter half of my work day. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> so, we have a new offering here um, in verse 19 of chapter 6. It says, The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, This is the offering that Aaron and his son shall offer to the Lord on the day mm-hmm. which he is anointed, a tenth of an afaf of flying flying fine flour as a regular grain offering half of it in the morning and half of it in the evening it shall be made with oil on a griddle you shall bring it well mixed in baked pieces like a grain offering and offer it for a pleasing aroma to the lord the priest from among aaron's sons who is anointed to succeed him after no succeed him shall offer it to the lord as a decreed forever as decreed forever this whole mm, The whole of it shall be burned. Every grain offering of a priest shall be wholly burned. It shall not be eaten. See, this, my study section of my Bible said that this was a grain offering done by the priest every day. It was a daily offering. But see, when I read it, it sounds like to me, it's only on the day that the priest is anointed. What verses was this? 19 through 23. My study section says the priest's grain offering mentioned here for the first time had to be offered daily. Unlike these daily sacrifices, Christ, our great high priest, offered himself once and for all. But see, like, I don't think I don't think I had to do it daily. So mine says on the day when he is anointed. Yeah. These verses appear to describe a grain offering offered by Aaron and his sons. That was to begin at the inauguration of the priesthood and then to continue as a regular grain offering. Since it appears that this was offered on behalf of the priest, it is not surprising that the high priest, the priest who is anointed, would do this since he would represent the priests as a whole. These verses also remind the priests of their continual need for the Lord's favor. So mine doesn't, it doesn't specify. Hmm. I mean, I'm not to say that that's, I'm just saying mine doesn't. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if you had to do it daily. I think I, if I could afford it, I probably would. It's a grain offering. So like, but it's, think about you're supposed to be given it sacrificially. Yeah. Sacrificially. I don't know why I keep saying sacrificially. 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 Like you're, and it, it would be the priests to give sacrificially because they, they have, they have everything because of God. God mm-hmm. gave it to them. Yes. So why wouldn't they, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like it'd go either way. I think so, too. I think, yeah. I feel like if we look for it, we're going to find confounding issues. I think so, too. And I think this is one of those things where they're like, Does don't really try. Just don't. Yeah. Doesn't we don't matter. Know. They did it. That's all that matters. Okay? That's all they care. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's different from the normal grain offerings, though, because in the normal grain offerings, the people give a grain offering, the priest reserve a portion for themselves, where in this grain offering, 
nobody eats anything. It's kind of like a burnt offering, but it's grain. Yeah. So. Because who would get the other? Oh, thank you for the sacrifice. I'll take half of it back for myself. No, no. that's not how that works. Yeah. So moving right along for the end of six, it's 24 through 30. Mm-hmm. It says, the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to Aaron and his sons saying, this is a law of the sin offering. In the place where the burnt offering is killed, shall the sin offering be killed before the Lord. It is most holy. The priest who offers it for sin shall eat it. In a holy place, it shall be eaten in the court of tent of meeting. Whatever touches its flesh shall be holy. And when any of its blood is splashed on a garment, you shall wash that on which it was splashed in a holy place. And the other earthenware mm-hmm. earthenware vessel in which it is boiled shall be broken but if it is boiled in a bronze vessel it shall be scorned and rinsed with water every male among the priests may eat of it it is most holy but no sin offering shall be eaten from which any blood is brought into the tent of meaning to make atonement in the holy place it shall be burned up with fire yeah and that basically falls into Every part of the offering is holy. And so anything that it touches is holy. So if you're working and you splatter some blood on your clothes or if you, whatever tools you're using to prepare it are also all holy and and need to be treated as such. So you need to wash it in somewhere that is clean or holy, not reuse the clay vessels. And if you didn't use a clay vessel, used a metal one, it basically needed to be sterilized yeah. In a holy place. Yeah. Or clean place. That's about all I have to say about that. <laughs> um, enduring word, I think, says anything touched by the meat of the sin offering or its blood had to be holy or to be cleansed in a special manner because the animal's meat was thought to be infected with the sin of the one who brought the offering. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is because that's you put your hand on the head of the animal and kill it, you know, transferring your sin to it. Yeah. So it would make sense that anything that the animal's flesh or the animal's blood touched would then be sinful or not purified, infected. Mm -hmm. I don't like that word. Affected. I don't like flesh either. (laughs) Or fresh. (laughs) Or product. Okay. You just say that because we work with blood. Um, So is what we do sin? Because we're on this side of the cross. That's what I was saying, thinking last time. You know how last episode we were saying how you're not supposed to eat the blood of a dead animal? You're not yeah. supposed to eat blood? Okay, so like what about a medium steak? Well, Jesus negates all of this. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But they, no, you couldn't do that. Right? They had to eat well done stuff. That stinks. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> Laborless. You don't even get the fat. You gotta also eat well done. You can have some salt. Oh. <sighs> Their jaws must have been Ugh. real real tough. <laughs> Very chiseled. Anyway, we're only 21 minutes in this episode. That's all right. It is what it is. I feel like this episode is going to be kind of short. Yeah, compared to the last one. But it really didn't really fit into any of the other episodes. And if we would have tacked it onto the last episode, the last episode would have been almost two hours long. Yes, yeah, it would have been very long. So mini very episode long. this week. Right. <laughs> Yeah, the earthenware vessel. Talking about clay pots, right? Yeah, that's what I think of anyway. Mm-hmm. Stone or clay. Earthenware. Maybe we should open an earthenware shop. We could. Where would we put it? I'll do it. Can I quit tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. I don't know how to pot things. I don't know how to... What is it called? Pottery make. Pottery making. Um, ceramics. Yes. Is no. it ceramic? No. Yeah, it's ceramics. Yeah. I don't know. 
little spinny wheel thing yeah i did it once and i almost like broke my arm so it was bad okay making a note we will need insurance (laughs) (laughs) liability (laughs) workers comp doesn't exist when it's you own the business okay yeah right. so the whole thing with the sin offering is that it's most holy i think you touched on that yeah extensively um yes great so that was the end of six it was the end of six it was that so next we have seven <sighs> here we are the guilt offerings we talked briefly about them last episode mm-hmm what were they again? Guilt offerings were to offer restitution. Reparations. Yeah. And basically dealt with sins against people and against God's holy things. Against anything holy, pretty much. And it was unintentional. Yes. Unintentional. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. It says, this is the law of the guilt offerings. It is most holy. Okay. Right? In the place where they kill the burnt offering, they shall kill the guilt offering. And its blood shall be thrown against the sides of the altar, and all of its fat shall be offered, the fat tail of the fat that... What? That's right. And all of its fat shall be offered, the fat tail, the fat that covers the entrails, the two kidneys with the fat that is on them, at the loins, and the long lobe of the liver that he shall remove with the kidneys. The priest shall burn them on the altar as a food offering to the Lord. It is a guilt offering. Every male among the priests shall may eat of it. It shall be eaten in a holy place. It is most holy. It is most holy. The guilt offering is just like the sin offering. There is one law for them. The priest who makes the atonement with it shall have it. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) This is why we don't work. It is. The priest who makes atonement with it shall have it. And the priest who offers any man's burnt offering shall have for himself the skin of the burnt offering that he has offered. And every grain offering baked in the oven... And all that is prepared on a pan or a griddle shall belong to the priest who offers it. And every grain of and every grain offering mixed with oils or dry shall be shared equally among all the sons of Aaron. Maybe you should read. <laughs> I can sure try. Goodness. Okay. So they talked about a bunch of different offerings in there other than the guilt one. They did. But basically it's like the the whoever Whichever priest is helping with the sacrifice or the offering gets to have a portion of it, except yeah. in the in the event of the burnt offering. The burnt yeah. offering, the priest gets the skin, mm-hmm. right? Yes, and yes, that's it. Yeah, I'm reading my notes here. You know, uh, with the burnt offering, if the priest gets the skin, that probably helps with the upkeep of the tabernacle. Because remember, it's made of goat skin. Well, they would eat it. They would eat the skin. Yeah. Maybe they would dry it out and keep it for, like, repairs. Maybe. I'm thinking they would probably eat it, but I don't really know. How would they eat it? Like pork rinds? I guess. Well, well think about it. Be- perfect segue kosher. into one of the notes I have for this chapter. Okay, perfect. <laughs> um, That we see God building into the law the fact that the priests and the Levites are going to be taken care of because... Yeah. They're not like we'll find later, like when he gives everybody like where everyone's supposed to live, like they're assigned somewhere to live, but they don't own anything. Mm-hmm. They they don't own land. They and how did they get so, so pompous? So 
I mean, because they're because God's, they re- they're God's representatives is where that came from. It's arrogance. Think about it, because they were to be like a step above, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's building into the law. You know, he's providing for them. He's giving them food. He's giving them, you know, everything Shelter. that they need. Yeah, because they don't get like an earthly inheritance. Their inheritance was God. Like they were just born with that. Yeah, all the people of Israel don't have an inheritance really they will though eventually yeah but i'm just saying like in the future that like he even knew this then yeah he's building this into the law now my study section says rules are given about the grain offerings that must accompany the peace offerings and how the meat must be eaten the peace offering involves a fellowship meal eaten in the presence of god since the worshipers receive back a portion of the sacrifice this aspect of the meat is reflected in the lord's supper wherein believers eat of the same wherein believers eat of the sign and seal of Christ's sacrifice fellowship with God and one another mm-hmm. I'm just trying to make it yeah it's less. good Verse 11. oh my and, and this is the law of the sacrifice of peace offerings that one may offer to the Lord if he offers it for a thanksgiving then he shall offer with the thanksgiving sacrificed unleavened loaves mixed with oil unleavened wafers smeared with oil and loaves of fine smeared. flour smeared well mixed with oil with the sacrifice of his peace offerings for thanksgiving he shall bring his offering with loaves of leavened bread and from it he shall offer one loaf from each offering as a gift to the lord it shall belong do you see that as what with the sacrifice of his peace offerings for thanksgiving he shall bring his offering with loaves of leavened bread i did see that i think it's because the priests are going to eat it but he says you should take one of them and give it as a peace offering to the Lord. What? Or no. What? Interesting. And from it, he shall offer one loaf from each offering as a gift to the Lord. It shall belong to the, oh, it shall belong to the priest. Okay, never mind. Just kidding. I so. I was like, wait a minute. Maybe I misunderstood Just this, kidding. this whole time. You're not supposed to offer anything with love in it. It's a God. Correct. It is considered an additive from its unnatural, from its natural state, and it's equal sin, basically. Basically. Um, okay. Yeast. Uh, 14. <laughs> and from it, he shall offer one loaf from each offering as a gift to the Lord. It shall belong to the priest who throws the blood of the peace offerings. So basically, whoever is doing the work gets the bread. Yes. And the flesh of the sacrifice of his peace offerings for thanksgiving shall be eaten on the day of his offering. Mm -hmm. He shall not leave any of it until the morning. But if the sacrifice of his offering is a vow offering or a free will offering, it shall be eaten on the day that he offers his sacrifice. And on the next day, what remains of it shall be eaten. So basically, if it is for peace, you have to eat it all today. And if it is a vow offering, offering for a vow or free will it's okay to eat it that day and the next day but not after Mm -hmm. but what remains of the flesh of the sacrifice on the third day shall be burned up with fire if any of the flesh of the sacrifice of his peace offering is eaten on the third day he who offers it shall not be accepted neither shall it be credited to him it is tainted and he who eats of it shall bear its iniquity why do you think it's the third day? I The only parallel I can think is on the third day Jesus rose again, but right? I don't know. Right? Hmm. Interesting. There was also something about the Passover 
But they couldn't. It was like you had to eat it all in one yes. day. Mm-hmm. There were no leftovers. There were no leftovers. Don't take. It was. Oh, it was like, don't take more than you need because you can't have leftovers, basically. Yeah. And remember with the manna, they weren't allowed to have you only gathered enough for the day unless it was the day before the Sabbath. And you could gather enough for that day and on the Sabbath. Yeah. And then anything left over. You didn't have anything left over. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. wonder why. Interesting. Anyway, continue. <laughs> I don't have anything. I don't know. Okay. Flesh that touches any unclean thing shall not be eaten. It shall be burned up with fire. All who are clean may eat my flesh. Mm. I don't like that. That's not what it says. <laughs> right. You shall eat Just my flesh. Lining up at the cross to have a bite of Jesus. No. No. If any of the flesh of the sacrifice of his peace offering is eaten on the third day, he... We read all that. Flesh that touches any unclean thing shall not be eaten. It shall be burned up with fire. All who are clean may eat flesh. But the person who eats of the flesh of the sacrifice of the Lord's peace offerings while an uncleanliness is on him, that person shall be cut off from his people. Pause. Pause. Look forward to communion and anyone who is harboring sin. You are not supposed to take of the cup or eat of the bread. Or eat of the bread. Very good. Because you will bring judgment on yourself. Same situation. It's exactly what it is. You'll bear the iniquity. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Very good. I didn't think of that. I just thought of it just now. That's good. Look at the Holy Spirit. And if anyone touches an unclean thing, whether human uncleanliness or an unclean beast. Beast. (laughs) Or any unclean, detestable creature. What? What is an unclean, detestable creature? I feel like we're going to get into the specifics of I think what so, a is little bit later. And clean and all of that stuff in like numbers. Yeah. I'm pretty sure on. part of yeah. it is there. Okay. Yes. Um, human uncleanliness, unclean beast, unclean detestable creature, and then eats some flesh from the sacrifice of the Lord's peace offerings. That person shall be cut off from his people. Yes. Crack. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to the people of Israel saying, you shall eat no fat of ox or sheep or goat the fat of an animal that dies of itself and the fat of the one that is torn by beasts may be put to use other and may be put to any other use but on no account shall you eat it basically don't eat fat like don't eat the fat Ever. even if it's like not even if there's kill, a fire right like you don't eat you the can fat. use it you can use it you just can't eat it don't consume it don't make it part of you that's god fat was also used to make soap yeah oh interesting and i know to like help condition like leather and like hides mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. help crack it had skin. a lot of had a bunch perfect, of like perfect. other purposes had a lot of medicinal uses. yeah different yeah. uses but you just couldn't consume it because the fat belonged to the lord yes okay continue for every person who eats of the fat of an animal of which a food offering may be made to the lord shall be cut off from his people god is like i get the fat anybody else who gets the fat you're done you're done. you're out you're done. done. I just want to make a I want to make a small comment. We have learned about all these sacrifices and all this stuff. Okay. And the Jewish people upheld these rituals and things for years. I'm just surprised that they were able to dissect it all and understand it and actually carry it out in Moses' day. Like I would have been so I'm just sitting here so lost. Like I Right. I can't and imagine so I Moses like sitting so down much. talking with the high priest and he's like, uh-huh. Okay. All right, let's do it. Right. <laughs> he's like, 
I like, like to Whitney, like, uh, did you get that? <laughs> I'm taking notes, like, and then for the entire other con of uh, the entire congregation of Israel to know these things and to understand them and to like it's know so the much. sins, to know what makes you unclean. How do you remember? Like, how like this how is? Know? We were set up to fail. We can never carry out perfectly God's commandments. We can never live out the perfect life. That's why Jesus came. Like we like these things were put in place so that when we failed, we could come back to God, right? Yeah. But like the fact that they could they had to remember and think about everybody else's sin, your own sin, your unintentional sin, things that you did like I feel oh like I woke I up this morning and I said I have a job because I would have so much anxiety. I would just need to sacrifice all day. Right? Like, it's just astonishing to me. My husband that, and I like, would have to rotate days. Like, it's just astonishing okay, to me that you're going to go Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'll go Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. Like, it's insane to me that they were able to keep up with all this stuff. And like, still to this day, I mean, I'm sure there are people that know what makes you clean and unclean and like all of that stuff. Like, I, we haven't learned about it yet, but. We're going to know by it's the end of this book. It's very overwhelming. By this book, I mean the Bible. I feel. You know? It, as a person who, like, knowing that I would have to know all of that, it gives me anxiety. Right? Because I would be so, like, I already pray, like, when I pray for forgiveness, I'm like, forgive me of them all. Yeah. I list out the, like I said, I think we talked about this in the last episode, like, I list out the ones that I do know, but I'm like, all of them, forgive me for all of yeah. them. Like, I would be constant, I would be constantly sacrificing. Constant state of anxiety, like, honestly. Because I would don't want touch to, that. <laughs> I would honestly want to be close to God, but, like, in the constant state of fear that I am not in the correct state yes. to approach yeah. him. Like, yeah. Oh my goodness. That's ex that's yes, exactly how I would feel. <sighs> anyway. Like, right? I and then you people. have the high-handed sinners. Mm. Anyway. Let's continue. Moreover, <laughs> you shall eat no blood. We shouldn't eat blood. <laughs> that gives us that gives us poison. We'll die. Okay. Moreover, you shall not where are you at? Take three. Moreover, you shall eat no blood, whatever, whether of fowl or of animal, in any of your dwelling places. Whoever eats any blood, that person shall be cut off from his people. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel, saying, What? Yes. Victoria, you have about a question? The blood, about the blood. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're going back to the blood. Okay, you know Jehovah's Witnesses? Mm -hmm. they, they have a thing with blood. Yes, they, they, they do. Because they think blood is the life source of the body and that you shouldn't yes. be taking and someone belongs, else's life yes. source. Like, whatever. And maybe, maybe we can't really see their beliefs for what they see them because we work in a hematology oncology clinic. Like, we deal with transplant and cellular therapy and that we're giving other people's blood and marrow and to other people cells, yeah. and cells and like we give transfusions all the time and like we work with blood a lot so the bible in these specific verses i don't know about where it else says about blood and um, we know that blood is the life source of whatever animal is sacrificing like whatever Correct. right but it says you should not eat blood mm -hmm. right and mm -hmm. i feel like what we do you're not eating it it's literally saving your life yeah yeah it's giving you life back yeah i don't understand the whole thought behind that whole thing maybe i should look into it it was just a thought i, I just had just now okay continue um the lord spoke okay. to moses saying the lord spoke to moses saying speak to the people of israel saying whoever offers the sacrifice 
of his peace offerings to the Lord shall bring his offering to the Lord from the sacrifice of his peace offerings. <laughs> did I just read that correctly? Yeah, you did. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> what? Okay, hold on, wait. Whoever offers the sacrifice of, of his, his peace, peace offerings, offerings to, to the Lord. Lord. Okay, so yep. we're going to do a peace offering. Yeah. Shall bring his offering to the Lord. Yeah. From the sacrifice. From the sacrifice of his peace. All right. All right, Moses. All right, Moses. Okay, we're fluffing here. What does this say? This says the exact same thing, but backwards. Like it's, 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 it's a run-on sentence. Bring a peace offering. You're bringing a peace offering. You're bringing a sacrifice of the peace offerings, and you should bring a sacrifice of the peace offerings from his sacrifice of peace offerings. Yes, and his own hands shall bring the Lord's food offerings. This is why we created this podcast. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> okay, wait. Speak to the people of Israel saying, whoever offers the sacrifice of his peace offerings to the Lord shall bring his offering to the Lord from the sacrifice of his peace offerings. He shall, his own hands shall bring the Lord's food offerings. He shall bring the, fa- okay, I get it. You do the sacrifices. It's coming from you. Oh, okay. You as so a person. The person who's bringing the offering is going to do the you offering. You can't send your servant. You, you have to oh, come. Like you can't send someone on your behalf. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Love that. Boom. Great. He shall bring the fat with the beast and that... Nope. With the breast, not beast. With breast. the breast. He shall bring the fat with the breast and that the breast may be waved as a wave offering <laughs> before the Lord. No, it's like this if you're going to do it. Shimmy. We're waving the priests. Okay. The priests shall burn the priests. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I feel bad for our listeners right now. It's okay. This is difficult, y'all. If you can't tell, we're struggling. We're Shout struggling. <laughs> Love you, Nan. Right. The priests shall burn the fat on the altar... But the breast shall be for Aaron and his sons. Oh, oh, okay. And the right thigh you shall give to the priest as a contribution from the sacrifice, the sacrifice of your peace offerings. Mm-hmm. Whoever amongst the sons of Aaron offers the blood of the peace offerings and the fat shall have the right thigh for a portion. Okay. So basically, your cut does the, the work gets, gets the, the thigh. Yep. The right thigh. For the breast that is waved and the thigh that is contributed, I have taken from the people of Israel out of the sacrifices of their peace offerings, and I've given them to Aaron, the priest, and to his sons as a perpetual due for the people of Israel. He's bit, God is saying, I have taken them from you to give to you, from them to give to you, because that's what you're due. Yeah. This is the portion of Aaron and his sons from the Lord's food offerings from the day they were presented to serve as priests of the Lord. The Lord commanded this to be given to them by the people of Israel from the day that he anointed them. It is a perpetual due throughout their generations. It's basically saying you're going to get this every single time you do this, every single yeah. time somebody sacrifices. Exactly like what we talked about a few minutes ago. He's providing ago. for them. Yeah. This is the law of burnt offering, of grain offering, of the sin offering, of the guilt offering, of the ordination offering, and of the peace offering, which the Lord commanded to Moses on Mount Sinai on the day he commanded the people of israel to bring their offerings to the lord in the wilderness of sinai done that is the end of seven we are here we made it that was a struggle bus oh my goodness that second that second chapter man sure got us it's a lot it was a lot it's a lot and i think a lot of it too is because like we had we've been studying this now for two weeks yeah two three weeks three weeks now 
Yes. Hours. It's a lot. And I still feel so uneducated. Oh, and so absolutely. Un- Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to be on this side of the cross. Amen. Yes. Our favorite Amen. verse. <laughs> She's done. Chapter 6, <laughs> verse 13. <laughs> Are Can, we done? We're done. Are we sick? Was that fine? We're done. That's great. <laughs> Fire shall be kept burning on the altar continually it shall not go out yes amen like you said it i feel like it is a parallel to us and with the holy spirit residing in us as our light because you know jesus say i'm the what is he saying i'm the light and the way i'm the way the truth and the light the way the truth and the light thank you I think it's good. And I think, too, you pointing out the fact that God lit the fire. God did lit the fire. We are going to get into that in the next couple of chapters. I don't remember. It's on the day of the ordination. Mm -hmm. So on the next episode, we'll be talking about Leviticus chapters 8 through 10. Hopefully they won't be as much of a struggle as this was. But that will be up next Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So thank you so much for tuning in today's episode. We hope you've enjoyed the time we spent in God's Word, and we hope to see you next time. Thanks for listening.